2004, Napoleon Dynamite caught us all a delicious bass. Ken Jennings made 222 people look really stupid on Jeopardy. And Harry Heck wrote us a song we all want played at our funeral. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, I feel the need, the need for speed. We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. With me, as always, straight from Egypt, the Sphinx. What's going on, LPJ? Hey, Sphinx. What's up, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Good. I'm all right. I'm all right. We're here to talk about a film that... Yeah. All right. So we're talking about The Punisher. The 2004 Punisher starring Thomas Jane. And... Two first names. Thomas Jane, yep. And John Travolta. One first name for him. Uh, correct. Correct. Um, released in 2004, uh, Marvel Comics adaptation. Um, there's a big cast in this movie. There's a lot of people. Uh, I, I I guess. No, there is. Will Patton. I, yeah, Will there's a lot Patton. of really a lot of really big character actors. Will Patton, Ben Foster, Rebecca Romaine Stamos, John Panette. John Panette played Bumbo. John Panette's a famous uh, stand-up comedian. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He wasn't too funny in the movie, though. No, he wasn't. And, and you know, I'm going to talk about that later. There's okay. a whole. I have a whole issue with the humor in this movie. Roy yeah. Scheider is in it. He needed a bigger boat. He needed a bigger. He needed a bigger role because he was very good in this. He was in the. He had five minutes of screen time, but in those five minutes, they might be the best five minutes of the movie. I did not even recognize him at first because, really? like, I, I I knew like the face. I'm like, all right, I know this guy. Like, sure. I know this actor. And then when I was looking at the post credits, I'm like, you know, right. I'm like, all right, now I know who it is. Mm-hmm. It's Jaws himself. Sure. So yeah. Well, it's not Jaws himself. Jaws is a shark. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's the main character in Jaws. So without, I mean, realistically, you can say the shark is the main character in the movie. I mean, Richard Dreyfuss's character is kind of a main character. He shows up later. Well, we're not talking about Jaws. No, we're not talking about Jaws. Okay. Uh, directed by Jonathan Henslow. This is Jonathan Henslow's first film. First directing film. Yeah. Yeah, he did a bunch of screenwriting before. Yeah. Do you know Do you know how he got the part? I do not. You, you have a big grin on your face, so this, this, film, this better be juicy. It's not juicy, oh, but this right. film was produced by Gail Ann Hurd. Gail Ann Hurd produced... She was married to um, James Cameron, um, James Cameron and know. Brian De Palma. Not not at the same time, separately. <clears throat> but I mean, if you're in Utah, you could do it at the same time, but... We're not in Utah. We're not. But so she she kind of got this movie going. She produced all the big action movies of the late 80s, early 90s with James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Divorced him because he left her for... Uh, Bigelow? Catherine Bigelow? Yeah. No. He left her for... Uh, they were married, right? Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He was married to... What's her name from married. from uh, Terminator? I can't think of her name now. Linda Hamilton. Oh, I didn't He know left that. her for Linda Hamilton, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. Linda Hamilton's not great. <laughs> Granny Gillen Hurt's not great. What are we doing? What are uh, we doing here? Uh, anyway, so 
she married Jonathan Henslaw. Yes. So a bunch of people passed on this film directing it wise because they didn't agree with a lot of what was happening with this film budget wise. I can see that. And uh, so Jonathan Henslaw came on and, and, and made the movie at Gail Ann Hurd's request, uh, obviously because they were married. It's got to be a conflict of interest, right? No, not necessarily. I don't know. Could you work with your wife? I mean, it depends on what it is. Could you work on a movie with your wife? Hmm. I'm already going to go out and say absolutely not. No. I couldn't do it. But because, I mean, if you have. It's not her thing. Well, it's not my wife's thing either, but she's still going to want things her way, and I'm just going to cave in and say, okay. Well, she's the producer at that point. Right? So, like. So you have to cave in and say yes. So that's where the problem would automatically begin. Well, that, that, sir, is an issue. So, what do you think? What do you think think the budget of this movie is? Why do you think he was so mad? Well, I'm going to guess it's probably pretty low. An average action movie, budget wise at that time, was about 60 million. Okay. I'm going to bet that's probably half of that. 33 million. Boom. Yep. That was kind of loud. I'm sorry. So subsequently, they had to cut a lot of what they wanted to do out of the movie and limit the locations they wanted to go to. There was a whole, there was actually, in the beginning of the movie, there was a whole scene that was supposed to take place in Kuwait. And they actually just did it in a warehouse. Well, you know, it's virtually the same thing. Sure. They couldn't even afford a studio. They had to go with a warehouse. Yep. They couldn't get studio space. Mm-hmm. No, oh. I mean, it was like a it was like a docks. They, they, they did it at the dock. Oh, so they just did it outside. Yeah, they just did it outside. They tried to make it look like Kuwait. Right. They just needed right. like a beach or something. And uh, beginning of the movie, uh, one of Jonathan Travolta's sons gets killed. Yes. Supposed to be two different characters. It's played by the same guy that played his older son. They just threw a mustache and beard on him. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? That's sweet. So this movie literally couldn't afford another actor to play uh-huh. a role? Yeah. So th- $33 million. You know, that guy is uh, currently, he's in the Gotham series on Fox. Is he? Yeah, he plays... Um, uh, the mob boss's son. Oh, I was unaware of that. He played yeah. mob boss's son in this too. That's true. He did. I did not make that connection until you just brought that up. That seems to Even be his I jam. Knew who he was. I guess that is his jam. He looks kind of mobstery. I guess mm-hmm. he's got a very like framed face. You know, looks kind of meanish. I don't know any mobsters, but okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't think I know any, but who really knows? Exactly. Okay. Fifteen million of this movie was what they used for shooting and production. The, uh, the rest of it went to paying the actors. And uh, most of it, I'm going to guess, went to Travolta. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Travolta, yeah. He Which, uh he did a shitty job, in my opinion. But. He, Travolta always, see, first of all, Thomas Jane, I think, did a very good job in this movie. I think, he did, I think he did for what he wanted to do, Ugh. for his interpretation. You're making me sick. Uh, hold on, I'm not going to. All right, keep, I'll let you say You haven't heard correct. my ranking yet. No, all right. Well. I think Thomas Jane did. A fair job for what he was given. Well, you changed it. You went from good to fair, so you're yeah. already going downhill while you're talking. Regardless, <laughs> he was better than Travolta. Travolta was that, all right. I'll give you that. Travolta was always, always on the edge of drastic overacting, and in a lot of times went way over the edge. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the best person in this film was probably either Will Patton or Ben Foster, without question. I don't know, Rebecca Remains Damos did pretty good. No, oh, she was garbage. I guess she was just good to look at. Eh. 
Not a fan of her? Not a huge... No, I'm not a big Rebecca Romaine Stamos fan. Mm. Not my favorite. I was pretty okay with it. Well, that's fine. Okay. Yep. So, moving on. Um, this is the first... So, they've rebooted The Punisher now. This is the second Punisher film. Yeah, there was one in the 80s. Is that right? Yep. Starring Dolph Lundgren. I have never seen it. Have you? I have. Yeah, there's a bunch of ninjas in it. It's very weird. Ninjas? Yeah, lots That's of ninjas. sweet. It's very strange. Did the Ninja Turtles come later and help? No. Oh, um, And then they rebooted it here. This they, they, they had been trying to reboot this for quite a while. Uh, and then eventually got, a, got uh, Artisan Studios. They signed a deal. Mar- Marvel signed a deal with Artisan Studios mm-hmm. to produce 15 uh, movies and television programs. And then they got bought by Lionsgate, and that deal kind of fell through. Uh, but this was one of the movies that they did get out. Uh, I think Daredevil might have been one of the other ones that they did. Well, they got a lot of real winners there then. Totally. And um, they ended up re- obviously rebooting this. They had, there was a sequel to this movie, uh, which we'll talk about, and then the live-action television series on um, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Which we will also discuss because that was very, very good. Is it? I haven't seen it yet. It's It's in my queue, mm-hmm. but it's not currently watched. Yeah, we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, so this movie opens with... Which, are we British now? We call it a Q for Netflix. We're in America. What else would you call it? It's it's in your box. It's in your list of items that you want to soon see. I don't know. I don't like the word Q. Unless it's Q Branch. He's pretty cool. What about Q from Star Trek? Q from Star Trek is pretty sweet, too. Yeah. I mean, he just, like, snaps fingers and shit blows up. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. I'd like to snap my fingers and blow you up. <laughs> wow. All right. So this movie opens with Thomas Jane's character, Frank Castle, as an undercover FBI agent. This is a pretty badass name. I like that. Frank, Frank Castle. Castle. Mm-hmm. It's a good name. Yeah. And uh, it's not one of those double names, though. You know, like Marvel loves to do, like Peter Parker and all that. Well, that, that was kind all Stanley. Stanley didn't create. Frank Castle. Oh, he did not. He did not. No, this was he was created. Frank Castle was created by. I want to say no, it wasn't Len Wein. I don't remember off the top of my head. Were they considered to be more adult-like comics? I would assume so. The Punisher, yeah, yeah. they were all, yeah, they were all, yeah, because pretty dark. It was very dark. Yeah, well, some of them were dark. Okay. Um. Yeah, there was there was a lot of. Uh, they, first of all, he had like five or six different titles running at the same time. Okay. And they were all, they all dealt with um, not necessarily adult themes, but they were all, there wasn't comedy in them. They were all very, um, they're just like, like, like war comics. Like he was, yeah, he was full of vengeance and punishing people. Well, and I guess this plot from the movie is taken from several of the comic book series put together. From yeah, what I they, read. Adapted so they, they adapted Welcome a bunch. Welcome back, Frank. Um, and like, it's not Punisher Year One or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly Punisher what it Year is. One. Yep. Yeah, it's all just just a. It's a retelling. They 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 went back and retold his origin story a couple times, mm-hmm. and so it's taken from that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the movie opens with Frank setting up this undercover sting operation to trap some arms dealers. And uh, ends up killing a mob boss's son. That mob boss's son is the son of John Travolta's character. 
John Travolta's character then finds out who Frank Castle is and has his entire family murdered at a family reunion. And we don't mean like just like wife and kids. We mean like mom, dad, aunts, uncles, cousins, third cousins, crazy uncle Carl. Everybody there. Everybody. Except for Frank. Except for Frank, which I mean. Right. And he had to to watch his wife and son get mowed over by a car and then uh, ended up getting blown up, survived somehow. He got shot several times as well. Yeah, and blown several times, and then blown off of the point docks. blank range, and sure. blown off the docks. Which, good God, that that scene made me laugh out loud as well. That was I, his body is like so limp; it's clearly not a human being that no. gets blown off that dock. Limited it budget, just, man. Limited budget. <laughs> you, you work with what you got. It just looks like sandbags a t-shirt and extra t-shirts stuffed with pillows. That's what it is. Exactly. Sandbags and extra t-shirts. That's all it is, man. Uh, so. Uh, Frank survives somehow, ends up. So, so they're in a foreign country. They're in no, they're in Puerto Rico. That Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. Oh, they were in Puerto Rico. They were in Puerto Rico. Oh, I missed that part. I thought they were in like the Bahamas or someplace. No, they were oh, in Puerto Rico. Because that was my question: is how did he get back to the United States with no passport? Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like this film would have answered that question anyway. Probably not. But. Puerto Rico is is a state. Yeah. Or actually it's not a state, it's part of the, the United it's a, States. It's a territory. Yeah. It would like to be the fifty first state. Yeah. I know I know what Puerto Rico is now. Well I it's fake. you said it was a foreign country, so I No, I didn't thought they think. were in a foreign country. They were not. They were in Puerto Rico. I was mistaken. I apologize. Just because there's palm trees and sand, you just automatically think that must not be the United States. Yes. Moving on. <clears throat> so uh he gets back, he decides he's going to track down this Kingpin, yeah, Howard Judge Saint, Volta, Howard yeah. Saint, and uh, Not a exact good, his name. revenge. Yeah, and that's basically what the whole movie is. The whole movie is just him planning it out, planning it out, and executing his plan to murder. He ends up actually causing Howard Saint to murder his best friend and his wife, and then systematically murders everybody in his cartel at their. Um, yeah, what was that? Was it a club? But it's it just club. looked like an office building. That was confusing. Like, wouldn't the club look really nice they, and flashy? It just looked like a, a office room. Well, no, the club like was the club was in the bottom. The office was up top. So, what were they all doing in the office when you decided to kill everyone? That was my question too. My, I had a big question about. So we had there was a big scene where he's got the briefcase full of fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Sitting on that pedestal, and he says. Dead or alive, or dead, I want I want Frank Castle dead. If you accept this money, you're in all the way. And then they crack open some champagne and start drinking. Instead of going and killing Frank Castle, they all stay there. Correct. And then he tracks them down and kills them all. Now, you bring up the champagne. How did the bomb get inside the champagne? It was a dumbwaiter. There was a dumbwaiter. Did I miss that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they called down and asked for champagne, and Frank picked up the phone. Oh, I don't remember any of that at all. Yeah, yeah, They called down and said, more champagne. And Frank so said, the bomb be right there. up. And he put the he put the claymore, the bomb in there, yeah. attached it, and then so then he picked it up and blew it up, blew himself up. And several other people, I imagine, as well. Yeah, they, they all went flying in the air with their sandbag T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, where was I going with this? I really don't know. You, I mean... They I mean, blew up in the office building, which apparently is the club, and then we tried to figure out why exactly that was happening. So, 
that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of this movie that didn't make sense. I, no. My biggest issue was the comedy in it. Like, there were portions of this movie that were very slapsticky. Like the whole fight between him and the Russian. Yeah, which is Kevin Nash, the yeah. wrestler. Which it looks nothing like him. Like if I didn't know who Kevin Nash was, I would not have been able to recognize that actor because he's got like beach blonde hair. Pop quiz, hot shot. I got a pop quiz for you, Nick. Uh oh. What else? What other movie was Kevin Nash in at this time? Or not at this time. It was like like a decade earlier. I definitely know he's been in other movies. He's known for one other major role. Crap. Can you give me a hint? It's a sequel. You mentioned it earlier. I mentioned it earlier. He did. Crap. I don't remember what I just said 10 seconds ago. Um... You couldn't see his face. He was in costume. Was it Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> oh! He was Super Shredder. He was Super Shredder. He was Super Shredder in Ninja <laughs> Turtles 2. That was his first uh, his first acting role. <laughs> was Kevin Nash even in wrestling then? Yeah, he was uh yeah, he was he had started then. Cuz Ninja Turtles 2 must have been like 1990, 91. I, I think it was like 91. I thought like NWO and all that was that Kevin Nash's first big breakthrough with wrestling. No, he no, was he in... did stuff way before that. Oh no, him and Razor Ramon, right? They were still a team he before was... with WWF. We right? are going down the rabbit hole, my friend. Yeah, he and was wrestling's not my thing, but <clears throat> no, he started as um, Shawn Michaels' bodyguard, Diesel. Oh, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. He was. That does sound familiar. Him yeah. and Triple H. Yep, right? and that was in the '90s. That was in the early. 90s. Okay, so that's where he started. He that's was Diesel. Where he started. Right, right. I do remember Diesel. And then all the, black outfit, right? Yep. Yeah, and then in the late '90s, he started. He went over to WCW and started the NWO. Now, as Super Shredder, did he have his famous golden locks, or was he also short cut? Was his fa- oh, you said his face was. You his said whole he wasn't was, in it. You couldn't. Right. You couldn't even see him. You couldn't see him. He was yeah. completely covered, that's right. head to toe. But that was him in it. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I failed that pop quiz. That's okay. I mean, I really needed a lot of help there. You did, but it was it was a good pop quiz. It was a good one. Yeah. So moving on, yeah. So there was Kevin Nash, but yeah. So my my question, I had a big issue with the comedy. The comedy that was in the movie didn't seem to fit with kind of the overall structure of the film no like it, there was because it was supposed to be a relatively darker movie you know the like punisher is dark yeah i mean it was supposed to be very much not supposed to have any like slapstick humor or anything like that but it just had really cheesy stuff yeah it was very it. cheesy comedy the, they had the old you know the old trope of let's take classical music and put it over a fight scene and they had yeah. this they had that opera music playing with the fight scene going on, and yeah, you know they had the Russian um, just tearing through Frank Castle's apartment, and how did they know that that's where he was? I wondered that. You know, like how did how I, did Howard Saint right Howard Saint how yeah. did they track him? How down? did they track him down? I don't. And really... wouldn't you send like a whole fucking army at that point to try and kill this guy? You'd think because he won't... successfully killed Harry Hack earlier. You know, like obviously this is not a man to mess with. No, and what was what was crazy was no or they had the mobsters. No, come they didn't and send. Get him. They didn't send. Did they send Harry Hack first? Yeah, yeah Hack Harry Hack first. first. And um, well, no, they sent the mobsters in right after. They sent they sent Will Patton and his gang yeah. in, literally right after, the Russian. Yep. So I don't know why they didn't just all go at the same time. No idea. They they clearly weren't worried about keeping their hands clean. No. You know. 
they were going around murdering people however willy-nilly, you know, whenever they felt like it. And then, you know, he he takes down the Russian. He what was the what was the quote that he said? Oh, I loved it. It was uh, I'm fine. He's not. Yeah. As he's dead. Yeah. You know. And so they they start, you know, as the people in the apartment building or whatever the hell that place was, I guess it's an apartment building, you know, they start stitching them up and fix them up and all that. And then there's this weird hidden elevator thing that he hides them under, right? Once once the thugs show up. I think the like, building... what the hell was that? Well, I think the building used to be some kind of warehouse, okay. some kind of industrial warehouse. And they're just living there now? And they converted it into apartments. Okay. You know, because it had... Because if you look at it, it had that... It had that uh, like um, like lift to it underneath Castle's apartment. Yeah, and um, and it had that industrial fan in the window mm-hmm. behind him. You know when he's sitting in the in the chair drinking the wild turkey. Yeah, his diet became alcohol after yeah. after they all died. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, he's it's pretty impressive that alcohol can still make you that buff. <laughs> like is he? Yeah, he's not getting any protein clearly. Yeah. No. But but he's still like badass. Well, I, obviously he eats at the diner. I mean that's where Harry Hack went. He only went to the diner once though. Well, that's all you saw. That's true. I guess that's all I saw. But I, I saw mean... him drink his wild turkey about eighteen times throughout the film. I'll bet you Thomas Jane actually it was like a requirement that if you're gonna make me do this dumb movie, I'm gonna go ahead and just be drunk the entire he time was, I'm filming it. He was all about this movie. I know he was. He loved making this worse. movie. Mm-hmm. So what what did you Maybe think? Maybe because of... he was plastered. That's why it's like, oh, that's a great movie. Give me more of my drink. Ooh. It could be. Right? So what, what did you There's think of some the whole... There's speech in there, too, I missed. What, what did you think of the whole Harry Heck thing? Uh, it's my favorite scene, without a doubt. Yeah? The Harry Heck scene is totally my favorite scene. Where he walks in. But he just walks in. They just kind of stare each other down, like, whatever. Uh-huh. He just <laughs> doesn't say a word, pulls open the guitar, starts singing a song. Let's play this song. <laughs> I'm going to play this song. All right. Then I'll, I'll comment more after. Okay. So Harry Heck, he walks in. Thomas Jane is sitting at the diner eating. His friends are all there eating. This is the diner that Rebecca Romaine Stamos is, uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos is the waitress at. Yeah, her name's Joan. Joan. Joan's the waitress. And then Bumbo and Dave are sitting at the, at, the, at the counter. And Thomas Jane is sitting at a table by himself eating. And Harry Heck walks in with his guitar case. I can hear what you're thinking. All your doubts and fears If you look in my eye in time You'll find the reason I'm here My lighter is up right now All things shall pass away in time You may come back someday To live once more Or die once more In time, your time will be no more. So, LPJ, did you like that? I did quite a bit. It's a great song. Because I'm going to sing it at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best part of this about of this movie. Uh, such a terrible line, but yeah, it works. And then he just kind of it's up and leaves yeah yeah he just leaves like see you later he's like all right i'm gonna kill you yeah i'm gonna tell you i'm coming yeah i wrote this song for you yeah and you're gonna be dead yep 
So then Castle leaves the diner, and he's got that sweet-ass GTO, yep. which is a cool car, which should have been in the movie more, in my opinion. Yeah, I got a but. feeling there was a lot of stuff in this movie that got cut. Yeah, I would I would imagine so. But then, yeah, so then he's driving his GTO, I'm assuming, home, and then Harry Hackman, he comes right from behind and uh, tries to ram him, and in they an get stuck in a bridge. Car. Yeah, I don't... Couldn't catch what that car was, but it was like a green car. I think it was right? uh, another classic car. Yeah, I don't remember what kind of was though. Yeah, and then um, yeah, Castle escapes. But then probably my favorite scene while he's trying to escape, all of a sudden <laughs> this girl with a soccer ball shows up in the middle of the road, and that causes Frank Castle to flip his car. Yeah, because I'm wondering where <laughs> where in the hell is the soccer game? <laughs> and I mean, at least he avoided the chick. Well, I didn't see any. <laughs> I didn't see any fields. I didn't see any houses around. <laughs> It's like she was playing soccer in like an abandoned parking lot. But she had on soccer attire, so there must have been some match going I on. I guess. <laughs> it was just, that made me, that was the laugh out loud. I mean, without a doubt. Like, oh, where in the hell did this girl come from yeah. with a soccer ball and fucking nations? Like, yeah. all right, here I go. And, you know, obviously, yeah, it flips the GTO. Uh, it's not looking too good for Frank Castle. And then, like, out of nowhere, he pulls out the knife. And, you know, Harry Heck's like, big mistake, bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> and then the fucking knife just shoots out and takes out Harry Heck right in the neck, and the dude's dead. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was great. The, it the was cutting, awesome. I will say this, though. The, the edits there were very weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way it was cut together there. It was a very, very strange. Again, you could tell their budget was limited, so they had to cut around a lot of bad special effects mm-hmm. you know i got a feeling that's what it was um <clears throat> but i love just how the the, the blade just kind of like shot yeah like a spring i didn't expect it the first time i saw it no i didn't either no it was sweet yeah it was pretty good it was pretty good um yeah and then and then you know the movie continues on and yeah he gets his revenge. Yeah, I, and that's that's the thing about the movie that I think is is flawed is there's just there's not a whole lot of anything else going on in the film. You know, lots of movies have subplots and other things that get you into the other characters, and there's none of that. I mean, it's just like well, they tried it, but the subplots they had it, it was like, well, yeah, and I guess they didn't like so apparently so Howard Saint is a money launderer. Yes. For the Toros, I think they were called. The Toros brothers. Yeah, the Toros brothers, which you know what Toro means in uh, Spanish? It, it, uh, okay, gave that away. My, my pop quiz wasn't as good as yours. No, that's and, why I have the button and you don't. Well, whatever. For now, you have the button. My day will come. I will rue the day that that happens. Mess with the bull. Get the horns, my friend. <laughs> so Solid. the Toros brothers. So the Toros brothers, you know, like they're drug dealers down in Mexico, I think it was. And, you know, Punisher starts screwing around with their money. Like you mentioned earlier, how he takes a 50 grand or whatever it is. But then that's really about it. Like we, you know, they start to get pissy with Travolta and uh, his character because they keep losing his money. But. Like, where are they at the end of the movie? Like, shouldn't they also be trying to hunt down Frank Castle and trying to stop him? Like, yeah, like there, there could have no... been a whole lot more potential in that plot. It wasn't just that. It was at the beginning of the movie, Travolta seemed so afraid of messing things up for the Toro brothers. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps messing things up and keeps messing things up. And then he just kind of backhandedly shoves them out of the room 
and nothing. There's no consequences. I. It's also hard to tell the time frame of when this movie took place, like between the time of when. Well, it was when when Castle's family gets murdered. Apparently, it's five months. Well, that, that part... he's stuck. So we know that much. But after that, you're right. It's very easy. Like when, how long it takes him to accumulate all these weapons and to set. That this was plot the other up. thing. Like, where does he all of a sudden get? cases of military-grade weaponry. And then why in the hell does he show up at the footsteps of City Hall to announce that he's still alive? Wouldn't you want to keep yourself quiet as long as you can? Well, that was the other thing. And and that's like all that we ever hear again from the police being involved in any of this. But not only that, but the the press are there interviewing about something else. Yeah, I can't remember. And they turn around, and they all know who Frank Castle is. How would... do, Do you know of any famous undercover FBI agents? No. I've never heard of one. No, they're because undercover that's their FBI job agents. is not to be known. And these people all and, and like his murder, his family's murder makes headline news. Like everybody knows who murdered FBI agent yeah. Frank Castle is, and then they see him on the steps of City Hall, and they turn around. Every single one of those um, reporters knows who he is, which is blows my mind. Why would they know who he is? There's no and, reason and again, why, they why in the hell would he show up to do that? Like, I don't know. You you want to play as the stealthy person? You have been your whole life, right? Sure. You, you've been an FBI secret agent type of deal. So, like, there was nothing to gain from him to do that. So, I don't understand why he did that at all. Yeah, I don't get it. I I, I, I don't. I mean, that should have been a scene cut out. Yeah, there was a lot of this movie that really didn't make sense, and um, no, you know, and. and I, I just didn't get it. You're right. It, it didn't make any sense to me. I guess there there's an extended version of this movie, mm-hmm. and I have not watched it, but apparently there is a huge scene in there that talks about how he had a good friend of his that gave away the family's whereabouts in Puerto Rico, because that's the other thing, is how did the mob people even know that his family reunion was going on in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I assume So apparently that... there was supposed to be a whole subplot of a friend of, that kind of betrays him. Don't know why, but betrays him and then Punisher is also out to go after his old friend because look, you, you ratted my family out for where we all were and now they're all dead. Which maybe that would have helped the movie? Because then he would have had two people he wanted revenge on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if anything could have helped this movie. No, there's, I mean it wasn't wasn't a terrible movie. At no. the time, at, you know, honestly, at the time, it was the best adaptation of the Punisher we had ever seen. Yeah, and there wasn't a whole lot of other Marvel movies out at the time. No, it was just X Men, right? Maybe well, the second X Men, uh, Blade. Oh, Blade! Yeah. Spider Man was the first Spider Man out by then. Two thousand one. Okay. And and two thousand three, I think, was Spider Man two. Okay. And um, yeah, and X Men was out, um, and then I think the Hulk, the oh, the, the, Ang Lee, the Eric Banya, Eric Banya, yeah, Incredible yeah. Hulk was out. But this was this was a pretty good movie at the time. When did you do you, do you had you, did you see this in the theaters? I did not. So, two thousand four was my senior year of high school. Yeah. So I think I was, and it came out. I think it came out in April or June, or it was you know it was near the end of my high school career. I think I was focused on other things. Sure. I. I'm pretty sure I rented it like as soon as it came out on DVD, and that's probably the last time I saw this movie. So I haven't seen this movie in like 14, 13 years. I went to the theater 
not necessarily, I don't know if it was opening day or not, but it was that first weekend to see this movie. I was really excited. I was going to say, so you were excited about it. Yeah, I was very excited about this movie. I, I really wanted to see The Punisher. This was at a time when I was kind of going to see everything. Like, I would go and see every movie that came out. And, That's expensive. Um, well, not every movie, but a lot of movies. You, we just, would go, you just said a movie. We would go, I mean, I would, I would. I mean, that was like, that was when the show tunes got really popular again. So, did you go to the theater and see Chicago and uh, yeah. Moulin Rouge? Yep. And Chica- oh, you said Chicago. Yeah, I, I guess said, those were the only two. Yeah, no, I honestly yeah, got yeah. saw them? I did. I saw Chicago and Moulin Rouge. And um, what else was that? There was a bunch of stuff at the time. But we saw, we would go, I would probably see three movies a week. Wow. Yeah, we would go a lot. Did, what? Did you go by yourself? No, I would go with my friends. Oh. Yeah. You guys really had a lot going on. Yeah, well, I mean, I was working full time too, but yeah, we would go see a lot of movies. And uh, so I was really excited for this movie. I think we saw this one, I think this is one of the movies that we saw at the Quavadas. Remember the Quavadas? Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saw this. That's the, the first the... movie I ever saw was at the Quavadas. Really? I saw, actually... This is awesome. Guess what movie I saw at the Quavadas the first time I went there. Can you give me a year? Early 90s. Men in Black. That was 2001. Or 98. Early 90s? Early 90s. So early 90s, you would have been... I was probably like six or seven. Six or seven? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nope. I got nothing. Here's the hint. It's the name of the podcast. You saw Last Action Hero? <laughs> I sure did. No way. That was the first movie I ever saw at the Quavadas. Oh, save that story. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. On a, diff- on a different episode, obviously, the Last Action Hero episode that we will clearly do. Right. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Like, it is pretty when, good. When you told me that was going to be the name of our podcast, I'm like, yep, yeah, this is this is it. I'm sold. Nice. I like it. Now, uh, Thomas, so I said there was going to be a sequel to this movie. Yes. And it kind of sat in limbo for a while, and they were... Thomas Jane and Jonathan Henslow were both not happy with the direction of the way the sequel was going. So they dropped out, and they got Ray Stevenson to do it. And then the budget got cut again. And so Lexi Alexander, who's a German director, took over. And did. they ended up releasing like a reboot film, um, Punisher War Journal. Or Punisher... Um, yeah, is it War Journal? So they rebooted a reboot? Punisher like Warzone, I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was in. It was like uh, 2008. So they wanted to just start over after this movie. Because, yeah, because they couldn't. They didn't want to follow up. They wanted to kind of do something new. And actually, at that point, did they realize that Thomas Jane was out? Then yeah, so that's he had why they're like, out. "We got to start over." Yeah, we'll just start over. All right, that makes sense. And Punisher Warzone was much darker and much more close to the comic, like okay. to the point where there was a, there's a there's a podcast called How Did This Get Made. Mm-hmm. And they did Punisher Warzone as one of their episodes, and they had the director on. They had Lexi Alexander on as their guest. When, and, when are you going to land us a director to be on our podcast? I'm working on it. And um, so they were talking to her, and she said that she took scenes from the actual comic book and put them in the movie specifically. And it was very dark, very bloody, very gory. Uh, and it was just kind of off the wall and bonkers. And uh, I thought that was a better adaptation of what The Punisher was than what this was. Was it a better movie? I don't think it was. I think it was more of a spectacle. Okay. But I Was it this... in theaters? Oh, yeah. Didn't last very long. I also saw that movie at the Quavadas. <laughs> 
I think that might have been the last movie I saw at the Quavadas. And um, yeah, and, and, and then, then obviously they rebooted again with the Netflix series, which was very, very good. I think the Netflix series is by far the best adaptation of The Punisher. Okay. And it's very much, it's, it's, it's very close to the feel of the original comic. Um, it gets into all the issues he has with PTSD and um, trying to reconcile his past with trying with living in uh, living in the world and not being in the military anymore. Gotcha. Uh, and that's obviously where things kind of go awry for him is he's getting vengeance for his family, um, but doesn't really know how to live in society because he's lived in a military environment his entire life. Well, that's like, you know, it's interesting at the end of the movie, like he's about to off himself. You know, he's got the gun ready. He's about to shoot himself. I mean, he already yeah. got his revenge. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough, you know, after you've done what you wanted to do and there's literally, literally no one left in your life. Yeah, there's nothing. And then like, he just moves on. Yeah, he decides, I guess I'm going to do this as a full-time gig, right? He has his famous quote at the end, Frank Castle is dead. Call me the Punisher. Yeah, that was really cheesy. Really? I kind of liked that. I uh, liked that line. You know, I don't... You don't need to... I don't know. You don't need to put a, a, my, the other thing was, is they did, there was no music in that scene. No. There was literally no music in that scene. It was silent and that was it. It seemed like such an anticlimactic way to end the movie. I did love those <laughs> at the same time that that's going on. You know, he, he decides that Rebecca Romaine Stamos isn't worth hanging around with. So sure. like he takes off and he's like, read the newspaper. You'll understand what I'm doing. She's like, what section? He's like, obituaries. The obituaries. It's like, well, that doesn't really give me any information. People, you, does that mean you're killing everybody yeah. that's in the obituaries? Like, how am I supposed to know any further what's going on here? It is a very cheesy line. Like, that doesn't, it didn't make any sense. Like, read the, uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, what do you say after that? Oh, it sounds good. Weirdo. That, I saved your life earlier, but sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll read the obituaries. Am I going to see you there? Is that what you're trying to tell me, or? It was a very yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that were <laughs> the writing was not great, and and I can understand why Thomas Jane didn't want to do the sequel to this. Yeah. Did you see? I when I messaged you when we when I talked about doing this movie on the podcast, I mentioned Dirty Laundry. Did you watch it? I did not. Oh, I'm Nick. a bad boy. It's ten minutes. Okay. So there's this guy, this, this director named Adi Shankar. And he made. Did you see the, um, like the bootleg Power Rangers movie that was made? Mm. It was like an R-rated Power Rangers ten-minute movie starring no. James Vanderbeek. No, he, James Vanderbeek actually co-wrote it. It was really, really, really. He wasn't good. a Power Ranger though. No, 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 no. It, he just loved them. Yeah, because he, he's kind of old. He shouldn't be. I'm not going to explain. Power it to you. Rangers be after him? Like well, he'd Power be Rangers too are, old to watch Power Rangers. Power Rangers are still going on right now. I I get that. So he's so is he currently doing Power Ranger movies then? No, you're not following or me. Shows? Let I'm, me. I'm not following you. All right, let keep me going. explain. Anyone else confused? Do you out understand there? what a fan film is? Yes. Okay. So basically, Adi Shankar goes out and he makes fan films. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's also a, a, an actual director. He actually directs regular, you know, music videos and things like that too. But he got together with Thomas Jane and Ron Perlman and made Dirty Laundry, which was a 10 minute short short film. Starring the, you know, it's like a follow up to The Punisher. And it was by far 10 times better than this movie. So that 10 minutes that was 10 way minutes, better than the two hours I sat watching this? Yes, without question. And it, it more encapsulated exactly what 
the Punisher was. Did his acting improve in these ten minutes? Yeah, there's almost no act. There's almost no lines in it. No, oh, well, that'd be perfect for him then. Yeah, but he just acted. But his acting was really good in it. It's it's a, he he okay. he portrayed the character much better silently than he did with any of the dialogue that was written for him by Jonathan Henslow. Um, I believe that. And the film that ten minute the Dirty Laundry has gained kind of a cult cult following. It's actually really good. You should go back and watch it. All right, I, I think will. you'll enjoy it I quite promise. a bit. I, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. Please, and then you should look at Adi Shankar's other stuff. Please don't too. hurt me. Adi Shankar's other stuff. Is please very, don't very reach good. over from the thing and kill me. I can't promise that. Okay. Uh, please so don't. Please don't take your knife out and shoot it out at me right in the neck. No. <laughs> or or take your bow and arrow. And, I'm obviously uh, going to use a gun. Shoot it through me as well. Or I think this might be my other favorite death in the movie when he takes that damn. Uh, is it a saw or a cutter? And he just like slices it over that one guy's that, forehead. It was a pa- why does he have a paper cutter? Okay, it was a paper cutter. All right, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Why does he have an industrial was. paper cutter? Well, I mean, you've got a. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're doing with that thing. Besides, yeah. using it as a weapon, which he did, which was pretty sweet. It's almost like they just <laughs> found whatever it is they had, and tried well, you to make said it, it was low budgeted at this point. They're oh, like, yeah. shit. What do we got around the area? Yeah, paper cutter. We're we'll use that. Yeah, let's figure out how to. Yeah, let's just take that off, and we'll jab a guy in the head with it. <laughs> and yeah. it's awesome though, because I like it too. <laughs> so then he falls, and he falls right next to the Russian. Yeah, who was dead earlier. So they're just like dead next to each other. You know, the Russian's got his face all seared off because he threw pasta sauce at his face or whatever it was. So he's dead at the bottom of the stairs, and now the police are going to show up, and now there's the, the, the paper the, cutter through his head. But do the police show up? You never see the police. You never see the police show up. And then it looks point. like that that whole place was cleaned out or you know cleaned yeah. up by the time he leaves. Yeah, by the time he leaves, there's no dead bodies he anywhere. He probably left Bumbo to clean it all up. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he left him a bunch of money, so. That's true, so I guess. And that was the other thing. Why did they get? In, why did they get money? No, no, no. They tortured Dave, right? They did torture Dave. They ripped all his damn piercings off. Yeah. Which? Why would he do that for the Punisher? I they, don't. They know. weren't that close at I, all. I do not know. That and, was that was another question I had. Is right? Why would he do that? And and why? Like that's the best you can do, Gary Patton for um, Will Patton. Will Patton for trying to um, get information. I feel like you should have at least like taken his arm off or something. Or then if you don't get the information, don't you kill him? Isn't that usually how these movies fan out? Typically. So why didn't they kill him? Well, then he goes to And the Bumbo. Ho- or why didn't you torture Bumbo? I feel like Bumbo would have been the easier one to torture sure. than, than Piercing Dude. Sure. That, Dave, that was his name, right? Dave? Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Which, did you know that Dave is married to Laura Prepon? Do you know who Laura Prepon is? Laura Prepon? Prepon, whatever. Yeah, I know exactly who she is. Yeah. From they're married. Or they're, they, they may not be married, but they have a kid and they're mm-hmm. engaged. Yeah. Ben Foster's a good actor. Yeah, he's not bad. He was good in this. He was good in this. He was very good in this. He was also, it took me a minute to realize who that was. Yeah. Because um, he's put on a lot of weight now. Oh, he has? Yeah. No, oh, I don't know. I didn't... Well, the pictures I saw online, he put on a lot of weight compared to, I mean, he looked pretty skinny there in the well, film. Well, this was also 2004. This was, you know, 14 That's years true. Ago. I was a lot skinnier then, too. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, but then he goes to the, so my point was he goes to the hospital, and then this is right after the Russian's dead at the end of the stairs. He goes to the hospital, presumably just to get some stitches. He's sure he didn't spend the night. So he comes back. All of those people are dead, right? Frank's gone out and killed everybody. So it's obviously the next day. Yeah. And there's no police there. The bodies are gone. It's it's within, it's less than 24 hours, and it's like nothing happened. I guess, would the police, like the, uh, it seems like since we have established, it's kind of like a, 
industrial area. I'll bet you nobody heard. So it must have been, they probably just covered it all up. Like, but I don't think the police would have known. Who's going to clean up the bodies? On. Well, that's, he wasn't, Frank wasn't there. Rebecca Bumble, remains famous. It would just have to be her. Moving that Russian? Which moving, yeah, moving Kevin Nash would not be an easy job. No, moving a 300-pound man, there's no way. Maybe if she turned into Mystique, she could be able to do it. But that's mixing Marvel movies. and We that can't do that. Qu- we can't do that. No, it doesn't work. Actually, that would have been pretty fitting for this movie at this point, that Rebecca Romain just well turns have. into Mystique and starts kicking ass with the Punisher. It would have helped. It would have helped. <laughs> All right, so let's... So let's let's what what other is there any other anything else you want to discuss with this movie? Is there any stone we haven't unturned just yet? I I do have a favorite quote. Okay, that made me laugh out loud, uh-huh. which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So William Patton, who is Quentin Glass, that's the John, you know Howard Saint. Oh, John I know you're, I know you're going with this. Um, I wrote the you know, same line. It's a down. sidekick, you know. Yeah, and uh, the idea is that the Punisher is trying to blackmail, you know, what's going on here. And so he has him at the store. And he's at a clothing store. He's at a clothing store, right? And so the idea is that apparently Quentin Glass is gay. And so this is supposed to be the reason why he wouldn't be having an affair with Howard, uh, Howard uh, Saint's wife, right? So, which, by the way, Howard Saint's wife was the first uh, Latino Miss America. Yes, I'm aware of that. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Laura right. Herring. She was also in David Lynch's Mulholland Drive movie. Oh, I didn't recognize her from anything else. She was Miss Texas, and then she mm-hmm. she won it. So, anyway, so the idea is that like how you know if he's gay, they they can't be having this relationship or whatever. But anyway, there he's at this clothing store, and this worker comes up to him and goes, "Need help with some underpants, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> and so, how does Quentin Glass react to this? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it was just so out of out of context with everything that was going on in this movie. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was because really who has ever said need some help with some that underpants? Was, was, I, sir. That's the only line I wrote down in this entire movie. <laughs> that is the only line. Uh, All right, anything else? So so amazing. let's put a button on this. All right, we gonna rank it. Yeah, let's go ahead and give this a ranking. All right, so. Out of 10 machine guns, what are we going to give it? I thought we were doing five machine guns. Out of five machine guns, what are we going to give it? I gave it a two out of five. I did say that um, as an action movie, you know, the, the action is there. There's some suspense. There's some stuff going on. You know, it fits that. But everything else just does not pan out. I think the plot is eh. I think the acting sucks. I mean, Travolta does a horrible job. My favorite part with Travolta is when he's being dragged at the end and uh, he's like catching on fire. That was his best acting in the entire movie, which I do love that he torches the parking lot so that it shows the Punisher uh, the Punisher symbol. That was, he obviously that was had a lot of time to set up bombs. He sure did. I mean, it looked pretty cool. But, you know, like like those are examples of the action movie side of this that, you know, whatever. They're, they're fun, whatever they are. But the acting's terrible. The plot is not great. This is not one of Marvel's best works. I mean, I guess it's better than Hulk and Daredevil. But, I mean, what the hell are we comparing there? Right. So, yeah, it's a two out of five. Okay. Not a fan. I have to... I agree with you on everything you're saying. Okay. However... I will say this, upon a rewatch, because I hadn't seen this movie in a, in a little while, but upon a rewatch, I definitely 
saw the flaws a lot more this time around. I I, I was going to go into, like I went into this movie thinking I was probably going to rate it like a, you know, three half, maybe a four. You better not say that. No, and, and after watching it, I, like see, especially after seeing the Netflix series, this is a three. I'm going to give it a little bit more. Three is still pretty damn high. That's a that's above fifty percent here. Yeah, but the I, Rotten Tomatoes on this is like thirty percent. By the way, I'm going to give this one. I'm going to give this one a three just because it's it's entertaining in its ridiculousness. Okay. And I, and you know it's nostalgic. I think that's your bigger thing. I, mean, I think you're tied up one, on the yeah. nostalgia. See, because I don't really have any nostalgia. On All right, this. two and a half. I'll give it a two and a half. I changed your mind that quickly. You did, yeah. Because now, now, now I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about all the bad stuff. I'm thinking about all the terrible comedy in it. I mean, I did say there's a lot of action in the movie, but even like, like we talked about how cheap this movie was made. Like all of it is just so fake. Yeah. Like like the, like when the fires break out, the fires look cheesy. Yeah, the effects like, were not great. The effects were terrible. I mean, we're talking 2004. Like, you could do a way better job on these special effects. It just looks like the movie was half-assed because it was. Yeah, it was. And it was clearly shown there. Um, yeah. All right, two and a half. Fine. You talked me into it. Two and a half. Well, it took a lot of work. Thank you. All right, so uh, let's see. Plugs. So you're going to be able to catch us soon on Facebook, Last Action Podcast. Um, you're going to catch us on Twitter and on Instagram. We are Last Action PCast. And uh, check us out at GameZillaMedia.com. Check out our other podcasts. There's uh, Noobs and Dragons, which is our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. There's also uh, Legend of Retro. Legend of Retro. Which is looking at classic video games. Mm-hmm. And then the original uh, GameZilla and GameZilla Alpha podcast. So make sure you go to GameZilla Media. Check those out as well. Um, yeah, they're a good time. Wow, there's, I, there's a lot to keep you busy. There's definitely a lot to keep you busy. So when you're driving in the car, getting to work every day, or don't want to listen to people at work, you just tune these on. Hopefully we're a little bit more entertaining than what's going on there, and you keep supporting us. Yep. Uh, so uh, as far as The Punisher goes, uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast uh, has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>